0: hello i'm rachel lyman and we want to welcome you to interfaith connection a spiritual life center monthly podcast dedicated to the interfaith exploration of faith traditions that promote love our study will allow us to build bridges of understanding acceptance love and peace my partner in so many ways on this journey is rev dave lyman senior minister for the interfaith explorers he's an ordained interfaith minister and my beloved husband this year we will be on a grand adventure of exploring interfaith we are so excited that you have joined us so buckle up and get ready for our 2021 adventure with today's podcast good morning This is Rachel Lyman, along with my Senior Minister for Interfaith Explorers, Rev. Dave Lyman. And we want to welcome you to the first Interfaith Connection podcast of 2022. Today, Dave and I will be taking you into the proverbial wizard's room in the movie The Wizard of Oz. And what we're going to do is we're going to pull back the curtain and take a concise look at our 2021 year of podcasts, newsletters, and events in the midst of an ever-changing world. Then we're going to take a look at our wishes, our hopes, thoughts, and dreams for 2022. Stay tuned. This is Interfaith Connections. Good Good morning, Dave. and Welcome back to a conversation about interfaith. Seems like we spend a lot of time talking about interfaith and the exciting things that are happening in Sacramento, the region, and the United States.
1: Good morning, my boss. It's another year, and off we go again. I want everyone to know as we pull back the curtain that Rachel and I have had numerous conversations about future directions. Not only in the middle of the daytime, but anytime that both of us wake up in the middle of the night, we end up having long conversations about interfaith. One of the most difficult things to do in this COVID world is to make plans for the future. But the two of us are optimists, supreme optimists, so we do a lot of talking. And we decided it was important at the start of this year to make sure we know what's on your mind, and you know what's on our mind. Of course, the other side of that is we're going to ask you to share that with us. What is it you would like to see around interfaith and building bridges between faith traditions?
0: Well, let's start off by talking about last year. Our goal last year was to share interfaith news, people and events on the podcast. It was also, uh, we were able to produce a monthly newsletter And we filled it with interfaith information ranging from events to spiritual practices and sharing. We also wanted to produce a couple of Spiritual Life Center Wednesday nights around the use of sacred light in rituals of different faith traditions. And we were able to accomplish all these goals with some extra benefits. Now we come to 2022. And we run up against the ever-changing COVID situation, which is so fluid, we need to check in continually on protocols. Here are some of the thoughts we have concerning our direction for 2022. One of the events that we were able to gather together to do last year was a volunteer landscaping program at the Vendana Henderson Center of Sacramento. The Vendaza Center is a Hindu monastery of eight acres of lightly wooded land in Carmichael. In addition to the temple, there's a bookstore, a library, a monastery where the monks live and a set of gardens. The gardens are graced with lily and lotus ponds and statues of some of the world's beloved saints. There are also scattered benches and a shaded arcade for quiet contemplation just a beautiful place to go to meditate and the temple was dedicated in November of 1964 16 years after its purchase well i got a hold of Karen and Kirk Fujikawa who have been doing volunteer yard work over to the center for a long long time and so I thought, well, why can't we bring in Interfaith Explorers? So we gathered a group together and started a work days. In fact, we had four or five work days in 2021, and we volunteered over 100 hours working in the, on the property. And we were going to continue this opportunity for service in 2022. And our first workday will be Saturday, January 29th. And we're gonna work from 10 a.m. to noon. And you can sign up for this particular workday on the SLC website, go to the website, click on connect and click on Interfaith Explorers. And on that page, they're preparing a document to post that event so that you can sign up. And once you sign up, I will know automatically that you've signed up. So we appreciate that. Well, this year is gonna be a little bit different because of the uh, contain, highly contagious Omicron virus. We're asking that volunteers be fully vaccinated and hopefully get the booster shots as well, bring and wear masks and as appropriate in the outdoor setting. And uh, if you haven't volunteered before, you're also required Vendada requires people working on the property to sign a waiver of responsibility. And the first time you show up, I'll take, I'll help you take care of that. That's no problem. And we'll also be able to uh, practice social distancing in the work we're doing. And we're asked, I'm going to ask people to bring their own water and snacks until further notice. And they will will also not be able to hold a social gathering after doing the work, which we've done in the past. So if you have any questions, contact me at interfaith at slcworld.org. Dave and I also discussed one of the goals of the Interfaith Explorers to provide bridge building uh, is to take people uh, groups to visit other faith tradition communities. Unfortunately, that particular goal has been put on hold for almost three years because of the world pandemic. So we've been in quarantine and and a lot of the communities have not been open.
1: So that means we realize there are those of you listening to this podcast that have never visited another faith tradition temple or church or mosque or synagogue, and what Interfaith Explorers loves to do is to provide this option. And our ideal would be to provide it physically. But at this point in time, because of the situation, we can provide it only virtually. And you can find links to other faith communities in our website and different places for you to join us virtually visiting other places.
0: That's true. When I do give an article or uh, information about a particular community, we always post the link to that community's website. And it isn't the same. And years ago, we used to take big groups to um, lots of different faith communities. And I don't know about you, but I just love to to learn by going somewhere, meet the people, ask the questions, to see where they worship and how they worship and to build those friendships for a long time to come. And the friendships also, learning why and how people uh, proceed with their particular faith traditions, it helps build understanding and peace in our community. So because we haven't been able to do the groups uh, in the last few years, What I started doing in the newsletter in December, especially, is I placed a report in there and some photographs of a field trip we took in 2015 to a Christian Orthodox church in Fair Oaks. And we're just finishing up the copy for the January newsletter, which will go out on the 26th. And I've posted the report that I did when we took a group to the Lions Roar Dharma in 2015. And that's a Tibetan Buddhist temple here in Sacramento. Report about each tip, trip, the time is also has photographs. So I'm giving you, know, like Dave said, I'm giving you this information to maybe inspire you when we do uh, have authority to take these visits to so join us, because it's quite fascinating and interesting. So that's high on our list of things to do this year. We're going to keep our eyes and ears open and hope that we can actually um, organize and go uh, follow through with a group visit. That'd be lovely. So that's part of our mission statement, of course, to build bridges. And you can't build bridges unless you go out and meet people and talk to them. So that's part of what we're doing. And so
1: what makes you do that,
0: Rachel? Well, I love people and I'm, I'm curious. And I love to learn a lifetime learner. And so that really fits with everything that, that uh, nurtures me. And um, I think that uh, to understand people, uh, why, why do the six wear a turban? Uh, What's, What's with that? I want to know why they do that, you know. And when you find out the reason they do that, is they're uh, putting their sense of God on each morning, so that they can stay centered in the divine. When you find that out, you go, "Oh boy, that's that's fascinating and wonderful."
1: What was really fun last year is we actually got the opportunity to do a couple Wednesday nights. Um, around the rituals of light. We split it into two, a part one and a part two, which makes logical sense. And it was centered around the fact that as we go into the darkest part of the year, there are a lot of light-based holy days and faith traditions. Those two rituals are online. And thus far, we have over 200 people who have viewed the live streaming of those two videos.
0: Yes, and I first of all wanna thank you, Dave Lyman, for suggesting that we um, reserve some Wednesday nights because SLC isn't really uh, having Wednesday night programs per se. It's what I get paid for. (laughs) Well, let's put it this way, your check's still in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) And it has been for years. (laughs) <laughs> anyway uh yeah and so um uh, in a few minutes we're going to talk about the fact that dave encouraged us to reserve three wednesday nights for this year so that'll be fun but anyway uh, rituals of light part one and part two uh part one uh, included the lighting of a menorah and we had ann roach and her mother carol bruce uh mm-hmm. The sing the Jewish blessings and light the menorah around the Jewish holy day of uh, holy days of Hanukkah. And then I asked Carol, and she agreed to help me with the dissolution of a tabletop Rangoli image that I made out of sand, uh, which goes along with the Hindu festival of light called Diwali. Uh, then uh, the next uh, Wednesday night, uh, Rituals of Light Part Two. We looked at some other faith traditions, and one was a Christian Advent wreath. And I'm a former Presbyterian. Well, I'm still Presbyterian, I guess, in my still a member of my church. I was, so I asked Rev Judy Davis, Judy Davis, and my friend Kathy, dear friend Kathy Frank from that church to join us. And Reverend Judy talked about the history of the Advent Wreath while Kathy uh, lit the candles. So it was beautifully done. And then I prepared an altar table to celebrate the African-American Festival of Kwanzaa, which is sort of a year ritual to honor the ancestors and the harvest and so forth. And Kathy held up uh, the altar items for us and also lit the Kanara. So that was really fascinating and well done. That's
1: exciting. And I'll bet you've got some stuff planned for this year too, don't you?
0: Well, you're going to have two Wednesday nights and I'm going to have one. Let me tell people what those dates are. We start off with one that you're going to prepare, March 16th. And then I'm going to take one in June, June 15th. And the last one will be September 21st. Now we're both, we've been talking, we're both still in the stages of, of doing research and preparing for those. And um, so we, we both have ideas in mind. But you told me already that for March 16th, which is kind of neat, the music that will you will have for that particular event will be um performed by members of your band, Alan Klein, yourself, and Chuck Cole. So that'll be very wonderful. How many discussions that we had, you know,
1: in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, all about where do we go from here? So what else did you wanna share tonight?
0: Well um last year the the, the podcast I was trying to figure out uh, how to organize those and, and and have some kind of program. And so we uh, invited some guest speakers and we looked at some uh, three well actually more than three uh, faith traditions. Um, if you look at the oneness symbol, there are seven major, faith traditions listed on that, shown on that image. And so we had um, speakers from um, a Jewish leader. Uh, We had a Jewish rabbi and leaders from the Islam faith uh, and the Sikh faith. And so uh, another thing we did was invited two different couples to talk about uh, their uh, how they uh, proceed by honoring two different faith traditions as couples, so that was very fascinating. Some were um, Sikh, uh, Hindu, and Unity, and and Hindu, and um, actually they're both Hindu and Unity. So that was pretty fascinating. So this year, I'm looking at who do who do we want to bite? Well, there there's some. Plenty of faith traditions. As you remember, Dave, when we went to the Parliament of World Religions in 2015, there were 10,000 people there, but there were thousands of different faith traditions, some definitely we'd never even heard of. So we're looking at kind of the major ones, the ones we're most familiar with. So this year, I'm hoping to explore in some way, either through speakers or some kind of presentation, the Baha'i faith. Uh, the Tibetan and Vietnamese Buddhist faith, uh, some uh, Christian sects, Taoism, uh, uh, Hinduism, and maybe the Brahma Kumaras, if you get a chance to invite someone from that faith as well.
1: And that's part of our challenge to you who are listening to this podcast. You know the faith traditions we'll be looking at because Rachel just listed them off. So if you know a particular community or person in any of these faith traditions that you feel we should talk to on a podcast, let us know. Our contact information is interfaith at slcworld.org. And we want you to know we're expecting you not to be shy to send in your thoughts and ideas.
0: So there are three more uh, things I want to mention right now. Um, in our preparation and research and uh, figuring out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. um, Someone uh, sent me a note saying that they are in a uh, hospital prayer chaplain program. And as such, when they're in the hospital, they have to learn, part of their studies is to learn how to pray with people of all different faiths. So uh, that is quite interesting. And we might have a special speaker, I will interview for that. Uh, Also, Dave and I last year, uh, he did a lot of research in the United States on interfaith programs and found uh, some wonderful programs in St. Louis and Arizona. And both he and I participated in classes and, and panels and so forth. And so when those come up, we definitely will advertise those Um, uh, on Mighty Networks, our Facebook page, uh, or or, uh, my Facebook page, and certainly in our newsletter. I'll get the word out as best I can, because all those classes are free, and they're virtual, uh, they're Zooming type things, and uh, the, the few that I've attended have been absolutely amazing. I've learned so much. Next, the last thing I want to mention, and Dave and I talked about this, is in the five principles of unity. The last principle says, "Okay, you know what to do. You can pray and meditate and learn all the things you want to learn. But the last thing you have to do is get out there and and show your love in some way. So somehow this year we're going to, besides the Vendanta." Uh, yard work uh, program, we're going to see if we can get some groups to participate in um, volunteering for different service organizations. And there are plenty of them. And also, if we can't get groups together, we're going to encourage you to go yourself because it's your responsibility as a unity seeker and to spread the word and, of love and peace and when you do that, you're helping others less fortunate and you're doing it in that way. It's a grassroots level. And remember, in all everything I'm saying in this area too, please send me any ideas you have to at interfaith at slcworld.org. And I will definitely we will definitely take them into consideration. Thank you.
1: So what we're doing is actually asking you to take a step to come out of the bleachers down onto the field. As it's said in that fifth tenet of unity, it's not enough to understand what's going on. We're asking you to live it. And Rachel and I coined a phrase, we're asking you to become interfaith warriors. We're asking you to step into that next step. In that ilk, I have a dear friend from my seminary days back in the early 2000s, who's an interfaith minister in New York City and does a lot of weddings. And I wanted to read to you her mission statement that I think sums up interfaith really well. So take a breath as you're listening and just let this surround you. Interfaith is the practice of acknowledging the truth in every religion, that God or the divine is love. In our global community, we have the opportunity now more than ever to learn and grow from each other's spiritual language. Interfaith respects every faith, looking for commonalities, not differences. Interfaith speaks to our souls, and we honor every person, spiritual and secular, theist or atheist, and relate to all in the style of expression that each of us worship. In doing so, we discover and find ceremonies that can be traditional or or modern language, cultural or adapted rituals. Examples would be candle lighting and wine blessing, bell ringing and hand fasting, horseshoe, hubba, breaking the glass, jumping the broom, remembrance, aras, seven circles, sand ceremony. A taste of honey, toasts, the sofa table, all part of the cultures and requests that are part of interfaith. All are sacred. All set space.
0: Well, what that's an absolutely beautiful statement, and it's, it's very inclusive. And we, as interfaith explorers, we have a very shortened version of that same idea is to respect and honor all faiths so that we can remember that we're all one as well, helping each other out. So another area of uh, possibilities for this year is for us to look at the role of women in interfaith. And last year I uh, interviewed um, Duryeh Sayed from the Salaam Center She practices the Islam faith and is called a Muslim. And so we learned a lot about uh, her life and also some of the things that she was involved in as a uh, practicing uh, Muslim uh, for a food closet and and a Jewish Muslim uh, organization trying to build peace. So I think that I, I, I was thinking about my mom and the fact that she was pretty much a pioneer woman um, and stepping into the unknown a lot, um, forging forth to make a difference. And I think I have a lot of her energy in me. And uh, so we're, we're going to look at, see what we can come up with. And these pioneer women also are a lot of grassroots people. So we might uh, combine finding out about uh, some of these wonderful people as well as some uh, service opportunities that we can do to be those warriors that we wanna be.
1: Now, I, I know that you had spent some time talking about that, but I think you had another area that you were thinking about exploring
0: yeah I do I mean we it seems like we're diversifying a lot, but I think if we um, have a board and we put all these ideas on a board and see how they how it all evolves, I think that's what we did at the beginning of last year. We sort of had a plan and then it it oozed into a different plan as as we went along. Another area, yes, Dave, is uh, youth one of the um, Programs I listened to was a panel discussion of four college age youth who talked about their spiritual journeys and and from four different faith traditions. And um, three out of the four did not have a linear experience, they zigzagged all over the place before they came to the faith tradition that they were in at the present moment. But what uh, they one one particular gentleman uh, ended up saying was that explore and they were asked why why are you interested in interfaith and it's not just to be become educated we can all sit down and read books and spiritual uh, journal journals and and texts and so forth but he said we want to learn. Uh, about people because a lot, of, a lot of the faith traditions are connected with their cultures. And so to learn why they do certain things, uh, uh, how they do certain things, it helps us uh, learn about people, understand them, respect them, and also how to get along with people. Our, most of the cities in the United States now are very diverse and you're the person sitting next to you in your office, which used to be sitting next to you in your office, could be from any number of faith traditions. So our world has become smaller. We have a lot more people of different faiths and different cultures around us. And we need to know about as much as we can to honor and respect those people and keep the peace, uh, peace going.
1: The other so, part, the other part of that, Rachel, is that I'm going to jump in here, is the fact that um you've been talking about how there are a number of faith traditions who have really, really strong youth programs.
0: Right. And I think you, you brought that to, to light also, like the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um uh Unity's YOU program. <laughs> um the Muslim community, the Sikh community, they all have very strong youth programs. And um, one of the things we we're gonna look at is when you eight. most of the programs go up to age 18. And then what happens after that? They want people wanna still stay strong in their faith and connect with others uh, in, in a tribal type atmosphere. To uh, stay connected and continue to grow in their faith during those formative years, so we may explore what's what's out there for that too. And uh, Michael Lawson, if you're listening to this, stay tuned because uh, I do plan to interview uh, you with the uh, regarding the YOU program at Unit at uh, Spiritual Life Center, as well as some of the other leaders of youth that lead the youth groups in the area. And one of the ideas I had, Dave, is um, to have my Wednesday night be a youth night where we invite youth from several different faith traditions and they put together a service that contains elements from all those different faith traditions that they honor. So that's... That's my goal. I think that's
1: going to (laughs) happen. So as you can see, we've got lots of things that we're looking at. And right now, what we can ask you to do is turn to the newsletter for 2022, because that's our fountain of information. There are so many ways for each of you to participate in this newsletter. There's a calendar. There's highlighted communities. There are spiritual practices to explore. We, we reminisce about past experiences with interfaith field trips. We talk about people in the community. So there's a wide ranging opportunity for each of you to expand your participation in the interfaith world. Because in truth, the more we learn about how our brothers and sisters worship spirit, the more we learn about ourselves. The more we learn, the better we can understand the more we can respect and connect with others and realize they are us, the more those bridges get stronger and stronger.
0: That's right, And I actually, in, um, in this January newsletter that they're receiving, one of the areas I spoke about, the fact that you don't have to go very far to find people of, of various faiths. There's so many blended families. There's so many people in your communities, your neighbors, uh, your different organizations of different faiths. So it's really, it's, it's not just a fun exercise. It's something that's really, uh, Gandhi said, an exploration of the world's religions is something that we need to do as people, uh, respect to be respectful of others. Um, and also to uh, understand how we can uh, work together to solve problems and work together for peace. So, um, so those are some of our. You know, I, we've got covered a lot of different things. Um, and one I do remember a, a fun uh, group uh, service thing we did many years ago with the um, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, people who have a manufacturing area where they make applesauce and other things. And a bunch of us, oh, uh, there was an ad in the Interfaith Council of Greater Sacramento at that time about this. They were looking for volunteers for a particular evening. And so they got about 20 or 30 people and a bunch of us from SLC went. And it was so fun. It was a cold a cold experience because it was in a a manufacturing plant, you know where there was a lot of water and you know uh, so forth but um uh, there's so many opportunities like that uh, around every, each and every day that we're not aware of. so um I want to allude to the fact that I'm always now posting a link to the Interfaith Council of Greater Sacramento because they are the major uh, interfaith council. Uh, We now have Interfaith Council of Elk Grove that's just starting out. But the ICGS hosts um, events and service opportunities in the Greater Sacramento area every month in their newsletter. So you can easily go to their website and sign up for that yourself. And join in on some of these. Um, I mean, we'll try to get groups together, but right now it's, you know, we're doing what we can. But you need, you also who are listening, need to be responsible and also be those warriors to uh, step and step into service. So I think that you told me earlier that. That night you uh, didn't realize what we're getting into, and you wore shorts. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but we really, um, you know, we've given you a lot of information, um, and, and we're brainstorming on this podcast. So, if there's something that that sparks your interest or you think, maybe maybe we could do such and such, we do want your input. This is a democratic organization, um, and we are definitely open to suggestions, and we will take everything under consideration, and we will get back to you if you send send an email to interfaith at slcworld.org. So we do ask like Dave said that you sign up for the newsletter, listen to our podcast. If you're brand new, never heard us talk before, don't know what this is all about, um you can go you can sign up for our newsletter and every newsletter is a schedule of all of our podcasts. So the January newsletter will have not only 2022 Titles of our podcast, but all the ones we did, all the 12 podcasts we did for 2021, and there's some titles of those podcasts that might spark your interest, and it lasts, how long, Dave, about 45 minutes? Anywhere
1: between 35 and 45 minutes.
0: For the meat of it, and then there's some intro, uh, uh, intro and outro talks and so forth, but... um, yeah, do that and um we would love to see you also. We'd love to hear from you. And if we have uh, the Vendanta uh on January 29th, we'd love to see you out there. And whenever we do the live streaming, the rituals of life part one and two are still on our, our web page. And also a day, those uh, go to are they did they go to uh, Podbean or not? Podbean. No, they're not a podcast,
1: babe. They're a live stream.
0: So is are they uh, uh, in another location? Uh,
1: they're on the webpage for Spiritual Life Center under watch and listen.
0: Okay. So they're going to be there. And uh, like Dave said, a lot of you have listened and watched because it wasn't always feasible for people to be there in person understand that. At that time, we were all uh, still wearing masks and so forth. And it's going to be the forte f- for a while. So. so how are we doing here? I, I think we're sort of coming to the end here. Um,
1: You're in charge, babe.
0: All right. Oh, there is one thing. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, it's one of the things I wanted to say is that if you're listening and anybody can listen to these podcasts, once they're aired, you do not have to be a member of spiritual life center to uh, sign up for our newsletter, to listen to our podcast, to come out and join us on any events that we might do. We would love to see you. We have people in the community while the greater community of Sacramento, if they're interested in a particular event that we're doing or um, a, a service event, everyone is welcome. But the protocols will be in place. We're hoping now that people will be vaccinated if you're going to join us. Uh, that's pretty crucial for us personally. And also if we do get to go out and visit other communities, we do not want to go out and infect other people. We want to be responsible and be have our vaccinations done. So, and also too, you can, I guess I mentioned this, but since we have a list of all of our podcasts from last year, um, go ahead and listen to them if you haven't, because there's some information there that you May want to learn if you, if if you don't know a, a thing about us, I will give you a lot of information. And the very first one that I did, the first podcast I did, I was interviewed on De- Reverend Deborah Phillips' podcast. Um, when was that? Mm, uh, two thousand, beginning of two thousand one. Or the end of 2000. 2001. Wow. That was a long time ago. Maybe it was 2020. Anyway, she did interview me to find out how I got involved in interfaith. And so it's a good story. And it could be your story, too. So uh, take a listen and take a listen to some of our others, because we're very, very proud of what, what came out of last year. And we plan to do uh, as well or even better this year. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so don't forget, January 29th, if you love to work outside, and it does, we have people at all levels of capability. Uh, even if you want to come out and watch others or just do some simple things, uh, that's fine. Um, we're going to be pulling weeds. <laughs> And doing some raking and so forth in the front of the property, uh, which we did last year. And, of course, it's spring, almost spring again, and the weeds are coming back. So we're going to do that. And everything has been uh, previously um, okayed by the Swami over there. He's glad to see us anytime we can come. So we'd love to have you join us. So um, next month, podcast. Stay tuned for that because that's still in the planning stages, and it could be any one of it could include any one of the topics that we discussed this evening. So, so this is Rachel and Dave. Dave signing off for today. We ask you to keep the faith, keep building those bridges of peace, and Namaste. Thank you for joining us today to experience and explore a deeper understanding of our interfaith look at the world. Our next podcast will be available the last Friday of the month. But we want to hear from you. So send us your comments, questions and suggestions to interfaith at slcworld.org. That's interfaith at slcworld.org. Because we want to know about your interfaith art. So let us all remember as we go on our different paths that Gandhi said, a peaceful exploration of all faiths is our sacred duty.